0: What's going on, guys? This is Gary. Today is Wednesday, the 11th of December. Hope everybody's doing well. Exactly two weeks from now is Christmas Day. Cannot believe how fast this year has gone and how fast this Premier League season is going. We've got Game Week 17 coming up already. We're getting close to being halfway through the season. And of course, in the second half of the season is when the chaos, the real fun, begins. Uh, So we're going to offer you a few tips today, and we'll keep doing it throughout the rest of the season, but hopefully some things that are a little bit um, longer lasting than just one-week fix, which actually brings up a good point in that. We see this a lot. We we get a lot of DMs on Instagram, a lot of comments on our posts, asking questions that are very—I won't say short-sighted, very short-term <clears throat> looking. I guess is the right way to to position it. In that transfers, especially, uh, are focused on just a single game week without really thinking of how that will play out beyond. That game week. Uh, Example um, transferring out a player player um, who may have a difficult fixture this week, uh, transferring that player out just for a one week fix and then bringing him back in for the following game week. That kind of activity, and we do that a lot. As we've discussed, it's a very, very reactive season. Um, if you just look at the most transferred in and out lists, uh, you can see how reactive the majority of the FPL community is. Um, John Joe Shelby uh, is one of the top transferred in players, and his price just went up last night. Uh, nothing against John Joe, but <clears throat> I mean, yes, he's scored a goal in each of the last two games, but you know, has he ever really been an option before ever? So, you know, that sort of stuff is in my mind, uh, short sighted and wasteful. And that's where we try to help. We can't tell you what to do. Um, and we don't tell people what to do. We just try to provide as many sides to a decision as possible so that people can make the most informed decisions for themselves. So hopefully that's what we do here with this podcast as well. Cause we want everybody to do well. Um, you know, sometimes there's sentiment of, I, I want my team to do well and I want everybody else's, um, to do terribly. <clears throat> I get it that, you know, uh, at the bottom of all this, it's a, it's a competition to see, you know, who places best, but Realistically, um, you know, we're kind of in, you know, we, we feel really, really good when we have someone comment back to us that one of our posts was really useful or that um, a DM conversation that we had turned out to work out really, really well for them. That's kind of uh, what motivates us as far as FPL goes. Um, so keep those messages and comments coming and we'll respond to as many of them as we can. All right, before we get into Game Week 17 and some sort of tactical and strategic talk there, let's talk about the F-Fusion. We have posted quite a bit of information on the Let's Talk Soccer Instagram page, so you can find all the details there that you want. But here's sort of the gist of it. Um, Last weekend, uh, Game Week 16 was the one and only game week to qualify for the Cup. So it is not based off of a, you know, your current season's worth of, of uh, points uh, or performance or anything along those lines. It was solely based on that single game week. So the top 4,194,304 scoring teams for that game week, if you fell anywhere... In there, um you qualified for the cup. <clears throat> if you didn't, then you didn't qualify. The way to find out is go to your team page, whether you're on the um on the app or on the website, and just scroll down where it has all the different and has your your total points, your overall rank. Um All the leagues you're you're in, scroll down, and underneath Leagues, it will say um, the Cup. And it will either show you your Game Week 17 opponent, because the Cup starts immediately. It begins in Game Week 17. Or um, it will tell you that you did not qualify for the Cup. So that's how you know if you made it or not. Um, Interestingly enough, Uh, The team that we go up against in Week 17 is a zombie team, so it's a team that hasn't really been tended to. This one doesn't look like at all, um, but at least for most of the season, um, because it has players like Aguero starting. I think he was even captained uh, for Week 16. Uh, Laporte is in there. Christian Atsu, Frandino is a starter. There's just some random players that either aren't playing at all or haven't played in a very long time or certainly aren't good FPL assets. So um, anyway, so that's the team we face, which should be a piece of cake, right? Well, this team actually got 75 points in week 17, um, which of course made it qualify for the cup. But, you know, it's got me a little nervous here that, um, you know, despite someone who clearly hasn't managed their team in a very, very long time, Um, this team actually did quite well. And we, who are super proactive with managing our teams, maybe to a fault sometimes, like most of us FPL managers are, uh, we had 20 less points. We had 55 points in game week 16. So a little bit frightening, maybe a little bit embarrassing uh, if we lose, but we'll certainly keep you guys posted. But I would imagine that a lot of you – are in a similar situation. So um, we'd love to hear about that as well. Um, inevitably, and this happened to us last season, and I can't remember previous seasons, but definitely happened to us last season, almost happened to us this season. Uh, a lot of managers who have had really good seasons up to this point do very poorly in week 16 or the the, the qualifying Game week. Um, I don't know what it is. We've gotten a lot of messages from you guys saying that you know you had an overall rank within the top 50k or so, even lower than that sometimes, um, and you didn't qualify for the cup. So just sort of ironic that when it's really needed for a one-week hit, um, a lot of managers teams do poorly that week. So. Um, always some irony there in uh, the FPL world, for sure. But something, one other quick thing to point out, two quick things with the cup. A, it's head-to-head. So either you win and move on or you lose and you're out. And the other part is, unlike the regular, the, the the season of FPL where when you take a hit, you um, whether it be four points, eight points, 12 points, whatever it is, when you take a hit uh, for a game week on your transfers, that comes off of your overall score, not off of your game week score. And that's why we see <clears throat> sometimes you know teams who have the high score for the week, uh, for the game week with, I think the latest one had negative 48 points. So just a ton of transfers, but you can do that because again, those hits don't count against your game week score. They, they go against your, your overall score. Well, for the cup and for cup purposes only, those hits will come off of your game week score. So it's just an easier way, I suppose, for FPL to sort of, you know, uh, decide the winners and losers. And if there's a tie break needed, that that's probably a pretty easy way. Um, to break a tie in a lot of cases. So just know um, now it will not affect if you get, let's say 80 points in game week 17, but you took an eight point hit in the FPL cup. Technically you scored 72 points. So your 80 points minus your eight point hit Um, in the regular game week ranking um, and scoring for just the, the game at large, um, you'll still have your 80 points, and those eight that eight-point hit will just come off of your, um, your overall score as normal. So just <clears throat> kind of two separate things. Um, so don't get uh, worried that the hits are starting to come off your game week total because they only are um, in as much as we're looking at the FTL Cup. All right, enough about that. Let's get to game week 17, shall we? Okay, few things here before we get into uh sort of players that uh we recommend you guys take a look at. First up, um the importance of your bench. We have been preaching this for weeks and weeks, if not the entire season. It is critically important that you have a usable bench. And again, all a usable bench is is that you have at least three outfield players, if not also a goalkeeper, um, that starts regularly. They may not be the greatest players in the world. Chances they're not because you're not assigning a ton of budget to them. But, um, in the event that a player of yours gets injured, uh, say he's in the starting 11, gets injured during warmups and can't play, um, or anything else along those lines, um, whether uh, pre-planned benching, uh, just to rest a player, or you know a a last-minute pre-game um, injury of sorts, or, or whatever the reason is, um, you want to make sure that you have those bench players that can go in and, at a minimum, get you the two points just for playing sixty-plus minutes. Um, very, very important because that, that those points make a make a big difference. Now it gets more complicated, and more important because we are now in the season where Premier League managers are starting to rest their players to avoid injuries, um, to avoid um, exhaustion, illness, all those sorts of things that come with being overplayed and overtrained and overworked. So we saw that with uh, Mane and Alexander-Arnold over the weekend where Klopp um, gave both of them arrest. And unfortunately, Alexander Arnold actually came on for a one-point performance, even though um, Liverpool had the clean sheet. Alexander Arnold didn't play the the minimum 60 minutes to rack up and to qualify for those clean sheet points. So that was frustrating for those of us um, that own own Alexander Arnold like we do. But anyway, um, important that your bench be usable. So, with those free transfers, rather than bouncing, doing sideways moves from, uh, I don't know, from, uh, from Mane to Sterling or Mane to sala, um, which seems like a lot of people are doing for whatever reason, but to me, that's a very sideways move. Um, you know, they may not both do exactly the same in Game week 17, but over the sh- even the short run, they're both going to have about the same amount of points. So you're not really upgrading one way or the other there. Um, that free transfer probably would have been better spent uh, upgrading one of your bench players that never has seen time on the pitch this season. So it's not super glamorous and you may not see an, a huge impact initially. But over the second half of the season, you'll be glad that you upgraded your bench. Again, they don't have to be expensive. They just have to be players that start regularly. And we can certainly, uh, we have posted and we can post again um, a, a list of those players. It's not a comprehensive list, but... Um, There's a lot of good names on there, and certainly, if you're listening to this podcast, you are an active FPL manager, and you know most of those players already anyway. Again, not glamorous, but super important, um, because a lot more players will be rotated um, in December, it's an extremely busy month, and also there are more blank game weeks coming. So, for instance, the first one that's going to come, it's just for two teams and it's just for one game, but it's the Liverpool-West Ham game that was originally scheduled to take place uh, in Week 18, but will not. Uh, Liverpool have other obligations, so the game will be postponed. But that's a great example of a blank game week where, if you own a Liverpool player, chances are most people don't own West Ham players, but if you own a Liverpool player or two or three and you don't have a decent bench, um, then panic starts to set in and uh, now you're burning free transfers um, or maybe even taking hits on um, replacing those Liverpool players for just one game week because you're going to want them back in for week 19. So, have that bench ready. Lots more of that to come because um, the double game weeks and the blank game weeks are largely or almost exclusively dependent on how teams do in their domestic or European cups. <clears throat> so, as teams continue to move into the further rounds of the FA Cup or of the Europa League or Champions League, uh, there will start to be conflicting matches between those cup games and their league matches. So we're going to see a lot more of this happen. So get that bench ready to go. Plus, it gives you a great opportunity at one point, usually during a double game week, to play your bench boost chip. So remember that you've got there, that there too. All right, let's take a quick look at the fixtures we've got going on um, this coming weekend. So on Saturday, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six games, early morning game, or for us, it's early morning. Uh, I suppose it's, uh, 1230 UK time is Liverpool Watford followed by four midday games, Burnley, Newcastle, Chelsea, Bournemouth, Leicester city, Norwich, Sheffield United, Austin Villa, and the last game on Saturday is Southampton-West Ham. Sunday, we have three matches. Man United-Everton, Wolves-Spurs, and Arsenal-City. Man City, that is. So lots of good teams playing on Sunday. And then Monday, the last game of Week 18 is Crystal Palace-Brighton. Okay. So, a couple things. First up, going into game week 18, what to do with De Bruyne and or Sterling. As uh, fate has it, we recently looked at Man City's Champions League lineup for this evening, and both of them are being rested, so they'll both be fresh and ready to go for the weekend. We had both um, as of game week 17, and Sterling for us was always intended to be a season long player for us. We had a lot of value tied up in him. Uh, I'm a lar- I'm a huge man city supporter. So, you know, just sort of the loyalty to him and the fact that he can put up, you know, a couple, a few goals at any given game, um, you know, always a little scary to let him go, but, We did let him go, um, and it allowed us to make upgrades in other areas of the team. He's been underperforming. We got Sun um, A because he's on great form, B um, so that we have Spurs coverage because we didn't. So um, always good to sort of you know diversify your assets as much as you can, and C. Son is one of those players that, even if he wasn't on great form right now, um, we know what he can do. Um, he is a huge catalyst uh, for the Spurs' attack, and he's he's a hard worker, and we appreciate players like him. So um, he is welcome in our team. Now, if you don't need to make moves like that for whatever your reasons may be, there is absolutely no harm in keeping De Bruyne. Um, or Sterling, or both. Man City have had some struggles lately. Uh, De Bruyne and Sterling haven't been on the score sheet a whole lot lately, but we know what these guys are going to do. The tide is going to turn for them, their form is going to turn, and they are going to start getting the hauls that we're used to them getting on a more regular basis. So if you don't need to use the free transfer on them, then don't. Use it again to upgrade your bench or hold on to it when you need to make a bigger move um, in week 19 or week 18, week 19. Hold on to those free transfers. So that's our thoughts on them. It's not urgent, I don't believe at least. Another question that we have that we've we've seen kind of happening in the FPL sphere is um, people moving from Mane to Salah. And I get it. Uh, Mane was rested over the weekend, um, although Salah was rested the match before that. So Klopp is just alternating them resting just to sort of get them back up to speed um, and fit and ready to play. And yes, Salah had a great game uh, in Champions League last night. But... I'm not quite sure that justifies transferring Mane out and Salah in, unless unless I'm missing something. Uh, Mane, up until the rest that he had over the weekend, has been on excellent form as well. And I think this is the season where uh, he and Salah are going to go toe-to-toe in terms of FPL points scored. So um, even though it sort of seems like a somewhat popular trend, and maybe I'm just looking at it, um, in a bit of a bubble, I, I don't see the need for it. And this is one of those sorts of things. And this happens a lot in FPL where people get a sense that something's happening and, Oh my gosh, there must be a reason why they're transferring Mo or Mane out and Mo in. <clears throat> so I got to do the same. And they're not even really aware, uh, why they're doing what they're doing. And this feels like one of those cases to me. So Avoid doing that. There's there's really no reason. Um, you're just that is a like for like transfer if there ever was one. And if Zala does great this weekend and Mane does average or doesn't do great, that's okay. That happens in the game. You cannot expect that every single one of your players and every single one of your transfers is going to pay off immediately every single game week. That those are just unrealistic expectations. All right. Let's get into our picks then for game week 17. All right. Lots more players out there. Lots more great players out there, but these are the ones that are on our radar. Um, Sun, as we mentioned, on excellent form, and he seems to be the heart and soul, um, along with Deli, of that Spurs attack. Kane has sort of, looks like he's taken a bit of a step back. We posted his heat map From week 16, and it is surprisingly light, Um, doesn't look like a striker at all. So um, Sun and Delhi clearly sort of taking the lead in that Spurs attack. Um, Rashford. Rashford is one of those players, and Manchester United seem to be one of those teams where confidence is everything. There's other teams that are more sort of machine-like and not as emotional, like a Manchester City, say. But Manchester United, coming off of that Manchester Derby win, are going to be super confident. And if anybody's beaming with confidence from that team, it is certainly Rashford. He's He's been playing well. He's been scoring goals. Um, and you can just tell he's having fun out there. He's still a really, really young player. And when they find confidence like this and they're having fun like this, they're extremely dangerous. So I think Rashford is a great asset uh, for Week 17. Jamie Vardy, are you kidding me? Do we even need to discuss all of the reasons why he is uh, one of our picks for Game Week 17? Sterling, just mentioned him for a little bit. I just got a feeling away at Arsenal. He's frustrated that he's not scoring goals. He's frustrated that his team is all but unable now to uh, defend its Premier League title, so I think he's gonna he's gonna be a man inspired, and a man on a mission. This weekend, um, other picks both Salah and Mane. Um, Mo, of course, is is on really good form, and Mane also on good form and coming off of a rest, so he'll be looking to get back on that score sheet immediately. And then Tammy Abraham, he's due. Uh, he had a goal. In Chelsea's Champions League game last night. And I know that doesn't always predict um, how they're going to do in the next uh, league match. But, you know, it could be worse. So I'll, I'll take a, uh, a striker that's scoring goals in any game, you know, um, as a pick for my team. Differentials-wise. So players under 10% ownership. Um, Ozil. Um, he's actually been playing well lately, and he's he's been very very involved in the Arsenal attack, and bombing is scoring goals. And Ozil is there to help set everything up. So I think he'll be involved um, in some goals. I do think um, I do think both City and Arsenal will will score in that game. I don't think either side will have a clean sheet. Um, Jack Grealish on great form. Beware, he's on four yellows, so one more before game week 19, and uh, he has a one-game suspension, but uh, otherwise, he's on excellent form. Uh, Mupai, two goals in his last two games. I think he's a good, cheap differential get at striker as a third striker. Uh, Speaking of, I think um, Ayu could be a good pick. Crystal Palace seem to be on decent form, and uh, if you've got a little money to spend and you're, you've got a little bit of risk tolerance, then uh, you could be your man. Uh, similarly, Richarlison, he's uh, scored a goal in four of his last five games, including a goal in each of his last three. Uh, I don't necessarily recommend choosing Everton players, um, but, you know, if you're looking for a differential and you've got the money, then he could be a good one. Um uh, Ianacho. Speaking of uh, third strikers and differentials, um, or he actually may be listed as a. Uh, let's see, as a uh, midfielder. We shall see if he is. Um, but either way, he's been playing quite well. Oh no, he's listed as a forward. Okay, that was right. Um, he's been playing quite well, and has two goals and two assists in his last three games played. So um, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Rodgers puts him back in the starting lineup. Mahrez, I just have a feeling that with David Silva injured um, and just sort of the lack of attacking output for Man City, I think Pep will try to mix things up a little bit. And I think Mahrez could see um, a start over the weekend. Martial, very iffy on him. But again, the team, Manchester United, are surging with confidence. And so I think that will be contagious. And we may see something good from him this weekend. Um, if you are looking for real, real differentials. Andy Carroll for Newcastle. Two assists in his last two games. Um, and then uh, we've got Baldock, a goal and an assist last game. And I think there's a clean sheet coming for Sheffield United as well. So it could be some big points from him. And then uh, two Wolves players, Dougherty and Traore. Uh, I feel like they're both due for something this weekend. Um, transfer and Transfer targets and captain options. We posted this on the Let's Talk Soccer Instagram page, it is a grid or a chart that shows several popular attacking assets, um, list their game week, 17 opponents, how many games that they've played against these, these opponents, and then goals, um, and assists made in those games. And then sort of, we average out their goal involvement. So you get a really good look at, um, Performance by player based on um, their upcoming opponents. So, um, from this list, we really like we really like um, Sterling, who has a good history against Arsenal in ten games, four goals, three assists. So that's seventy uh, percent goal involvement there. Um, we also like. The the Liverpool trio, the, the three, um, the Liverpool three attackers there. So we've got Salah, four games against Watford, six goals and two assists. So that is an average goal involvement of two per game. That's pretty sweet. Um, we've got Firmino, six games against Watford, five goals, three assists. And then Mane, seven games against Watford, five goals, three assists. So I really think that, um, Liverpool are going to have an absolute field day with Watford, especially playing at home. And then that's it for our, our picks, our big picks, our main picks, everyone that we just read off. And then of course, Jamie Vardy, but he's only played, um, Norwich twice. He's scored once and assisted once, but form is everything for him. And, uh, Leicester City are playing at home against a very leaky Norwich side. So I expect Vardy to continue his goal streak. And I think the team will do everything it can to ensure that he scores again. Um, In terms of captains, um, the ones that we just read off, I think um, even Martial is a differential. Seven games against Everton, five goals, two assists. So that's an average goal involvement of one per game. I think he could be a really, really interesting differential, a captain. And then, of course, um, for main captains, Vardy, I think Sterling is a good bet, um, and then Salah and Mane, whichever one of them you may own, or you may own both. Um, so if the question is, which of them should I captain, whichever one in your gut you think will do better, it's... Impossible to tell who will do better. Is a rested Mane, who was on good form um, prior to him being rested, more valuable than um, Salah, who just had a good game last night? Who knows? Um, but those are our captain picks. So again, uh, Mane, Salah, Sterling, Vardy. We'll put Abraham in there. He hasn't ever played against Bournemouth, but certainly... Um, Bournemouth at home Who uh, Chelsea are at home against Bournemouth and Bournemouth have been giving up a lot of goals lately Uh, nothing wrong with Abraham he'll be looking to get back on that score sheet for sure Um, and then Martial has a differential so we will keep posting lots of great content on the Let's Talk Soccer Instagram page we will try to get back to as many DMs and comments and questions as we can and we wish you green arrow. We'll be glad you did. And until next time, we say peace and goodbye.